Welcome to the Author Alchemist Podcast. I'm here to make your writing magic happen. I'm going to teach you how to use your superpowers to ignite, inspire, and encourage your creativity so that you can turn lead into gold. Join me, Kimba York, as I delve into the many mysteries of inspiration, motivation, and imagination. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Alchemist Podcast. I'm Kimby York, back again to talk to you about inspiration and motivation and creativity. This week's lesson is a touchy one, and I understand that it'll probably dredge up a lot of emotions for people. I ask you to bear with me. I have a positive message to send to you, and... I hope you stick around and listen to it even after I tell you what the actual subject matter is this week. One of the things I wanted to get into when I started creativity coaching and when I started this podcast were the various factors that play into how a writer makes themselves sit down and write. To a certain extent, that's obviously something that is very individualized to each person and their life experiences and what they're trying to do with their writing, whether it's as a hobby or as a professional career. And it seems to me that aside from the obvious issues of insecurity and writer's block, And resistance in the Stephen Pressfield sense of it being an actual power in your life that's keeping you from doing what you need to do. Aside from all of that, there's the support network. A support network can take many shapes. You'll have authors' forums online. You have writers' groups that meet face-to-face in person You have spouses who support a writer, not just financially, but emotionally and even logistically, who help with submissions and the nitty gritty aspect of trying to develop a writing career. I'll actually be talking about some of those issues in future podcasts, which I've already mapped out. But the one that we're going to talk about this podcast is how to deal with with your family and friends when they don't support you, when they are not encouraging you, when they are disparaging what you're trying to accomplish when you're with your writing. Call it your hobby. Not that there's anything wrong with having a hobby, but a lot of times when people say that, they say it with a little twist to the word, oh, that's your hobby indicating it's not something to be taken seriously by anybody, much less them, much less you. And yeah, that's tough as hell when your people, the people who are important to you and whose opinions matter to you, don't support what you feel called to accomplish. In my experience in my life, Even just opening up to the idea that I wanted to be a writer, that I wanted to write genre fiction, both romance novels and science fiction and fantasy, was a hard, hard thing to do. Because I was so scared of being criticized or being mocked 
for wanting something so cheesy. For me and my background and my history, a lot of it goes back to my mother, who was a, a tremendous reader and a very intelligent woman who appreciated fine literature and just, I think, assumed that her daughter would write literature in the great American novel. I, I think she spent a lot of time waiting for me to write the great American novel while I was trying to write the next Dragons of Pern. There was a little bit of disconnect in that relationship. Which, yeah, that's a totally different podcast. Back to the writing. But it's hard to open up to people like that, whether they have power in your life, such as your parents or your spouse, or if they're friends that you rely on for support in other ways. Once you finally get over that hurdle and say, well, you know what, I just, I really want to be the next Nora Roberts, or I really want to write stories like Nicholas Sparks, or, you know, I just, I just feel the call to be writing those romantic epics a la Danielle Steele. You know, insert your favorite writer into that mix. And by favorite writer, I mean, you know, the writer who you enjoy reading stories that are piling up on your Kindle or your Nook, not necessarily the ones you were assigned in high school, right? But you finally get over that hump. And for me, it was more of a now or never type of decision of opening up to people and saying, yeah, I want to write romance novels. I want to write science fiction novels. I want to do it in a way that can make me money. And I want to do it in a way that's fun for my readers. And I am not interested in writing you know, very intelligent, thought-provoking, high literature, high art, romance or science fiction or fantasy. It can be done. And I am friends with writers who do write amazing stories that cross genre lines and are thought-provoking and amazing, and I am not that writer. So now we've, we've crossed the Rubicon of admitting what we want to be writing to friends and family, to the people we consider our support network. And instead of a cheering squad, instead of being pat on the back and told how wonderful that is and how exciting that is and how they can't wait to read your stories or help promote your stories or just give you feedback about your ideas. They come back with, well, you know, don't quit your day job. And I hated that advice always because I never talked about quitting my day job. I, I talk about it now. And it is a goal that most of my friends are familiar with, whether it'll happen fast or more long term remains to be seen. But it is it is a goal on my list. But I was always very cautious never to mention that part because I knew that the first thing people would say would be don't quit your day job. Also, I am a full grown adult who knows that not having a job and not having money to pay the bills is a bad thing. I think most most of us listening to this podcast, right? You know that's a bad thing. I don't have to lecture you about that. I know you know it. If you're an adult and you're listening to this podcast, you know that having money to pay the bills is important. But suddenly everybody forgets that you know that. And they see fit to lecture you about it and to warn you of the hazards of being a creative person trying to pursue their creativity 
They talk about how starving artists and they talk about how unlikely it is for you to ever make any money doing it. And they talk about all these things because they just want to be realistic with you. They just want you to know the dangers and their concerns. Hmm, I don't know. That doesn't sound very realistic to me. Realistic is acknowledging the full spectrum of vectors, if you will, that are affecting a problem. And if you have a job or you have some mode of support that is taking care of your bills, whether it's you're living off the grid and growing your own vegetables, or if you have a day job like I do, then telling somebody that you need a day job or you need a way to support yourself isn't really dealing with reality because you're already doing that. I was already doing that. So they're not dealing with reality. They're not being realistic because what they're doing is denying a huge part of your soul and your needs as a creative writer who wants to tell stories. That's part of reality. So they're not right. And what they're doing is not right, even if it's meant with the best of intentions. And sometimes it's not meant with the best of intentions. You get into some really messy areas with this type of situation. It could be simply that they don't have the imagination to see how your imagination is important to you. It could be that they're jealous that you're pursuing your dreams while they're not pursuing their dreams. I think that's a big one for a lot of people. There's also the fear that you will change. I think this is particularly true in spousal relationship or partnerships where one person is scared that if you go different direction in your life that you will no longer need them or want them. Perhaps it's a valid fear. Certainly, I've seen enough relationships break up because of that, people going in different directions. But uh, that fear is their fear. And if you're willing to talk to them about it and face it directly, then that should not be your fear. And it is not a fear they should try to impose upon you. And then, of course, there's the fear that you will fail, sometimes from spouses, uh, oftentimes from parental units or siblings, people who might as well be siblings. They're scared that you'll get hurt if your books are rejected or you get bad reviews or you post fanfic that nobody reads, whatever the situation is, they don't want to see you hurt and any kind of risk that you take might end up with you being hurt. And this is just another one. What I'm getting at is all of these issues that they're concerned about, they're not your issues. They're not your problem, really. I do want to say, of course, that communication in all relationships is important And if someone has fears about the stability of that relationship or where your personal goals are moving forward, both as an individual and in that relationship, whether it's with your parents or your spouse or your children or friends or colleagues, uh, communication is important. And you do have a responsibility to uphold that side of the bargain, so to speak. But their fears are not your fears. And their concerns are not your concerns. Once you've addressed them and answered their concerns or their worries, then that should be the end of the issue. 
And if it's not, well, you got bigger problems. I'm not saying that somebody not supporting your writing is somebody you should divorce right away or just go no contact and never talk with them again. There could be many valuable parts of that relationship that are worth holding on to. But if they aren't going to be supportive of your writing and they're not going to encourage you and they're not going to actively try to be a part of that aspect of your life, then you just need to put that on the back burner with them. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, this is a terrible metaphor, but the stove has four eyes on it usually, so your writing is a back eye. You know, just, just keep that one hot and use the other three for what you need in that relationship, but just know that there's that back eye, you know, and it's there keeping other stuff warm for you. Their feelings are not your problem. Your relationship with them and how their feelings affect that relationship is something you need to deal with. But those issues are their issues. Don't take it personally if they're not jumping up and down with excitement about the announcement that you want to be a writer or that you are writing. Of course, that leaves you without the support network you thought you had for your writing. They may be great support network for helping you raise your children or they may be a great support network in a romantic relationship but they're not helping you with your writing. There's a real simple solution to that. Go somewhere else. There are so many venues, both face-to-face, real space, and online in the digital virtual world, where you can find writers who will support you. For me, it was in fan fiction. If you have any kind of hankering to write fan fiction, or even if you already are writing fan fiction, you might try to reach out to some of those communities. It's true, every community can be toxic, every community uh, can be exclusionary and have cliques and suffer from issues such as racism and classism. Those are eternal. You're going to find those issues no matter what community you try to join. The point is to find the community you feel comfortable in and that will support you and that you can provide support to others that's accepted and valued. There are so many writers groups and forums online. I'll include links to a few of the top ones in the show notes to this podcast but it won't take you long to find them if you go looking around, especially if you are looking in a specific genre, you will usually easily find a group that fits your niche or your genre and your needs as a writer, whether it's just abstract cheerleading support or people you can do writing sprints with. Again, plenty, plenty, plenty of those online. You might also try person-to-person groups. Look around at your local colleges or universities and see if they have writing groups that you can join. Most larger cities have writers' associations. There are writers' meetups. There's also a huge community through the National Novel Writing Month. There are a lot of NaNoWriMo groups that meet locally and do writing sprints, do critiques, Uh, just do general support. So that's a really good avenue. So get out there and find those communities. Be selective 
If you don't feel comfortable in one, don't force yourself to continue to participate in it. There are many other fish in the sea. And likewise, don't try to force the people in your life who you want to support you to support you if that's not where their head is at. It will only result in pushback and difficulty for you as a writer. At some point, they will come around. I'm pretty convinced of that because if they love you, if they care about you, they'll see that you're happy. They'll see that you're doing something that's important to you. And whatever fears or issues they're dealing with will hopefully be surmounted and overcome by that love for you and their desire to help you. You deserve to live your dreams as a writer. You deserve to have support for those dreams. You deserve to have people who encourage your writing and not discourage you. The final alchemical lesson this week is pretty straightforward, I think. It's just that not everything is about you. I know, hard to believe. I have a hard time dealing with that myself. I just assume everything's about me, but it's not. These people have their own issues, and however much they love you and however much you love them, this may be one area where they simply don't understand. If people are not being supportive in a way that you need them to be supportive, just let them do their thing and go find a support network that you belong in and values you as a writer. So that's it for being heavy this week. Uh, This was a hard episode for me to talk about, but it's important as writers to deal with these hard issues because you know what? These are the issues that stop us from writing. You know, the family members who look down on us, the friends who don't support us, who aren't excited about us finishing a novel and you know, ed- getting it edited and sending it off to a publisher. And they're like, oh, that's cool. You know, yeah, that's great. But if it's something that really excites us, then we need people in our lives to be excited for that. Sometimes that requires a little bit of responsibility that we go out and get them. And having had to go through that myself, I wanted to be able to talk about it with you, knowing, mm, yeah, I think that's probably a problem other writers are feeling too. Anyway, that's all I got for you this week. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're getting a lot of writing done. Yeah, you're getting a lot of writing done. I know you are. Every day, you're making it happen. If you haven't yet, sign up for the Bulletproof Writer free email course over at my website. There's a sign-in page there. You can go check it out. It's 14 days of free emails, no cost to you help you get into your writing headspace. So thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim New York, and I hope this episode has helped to clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration and given you the power to write the stories you want to read. For more podcasts and other tools, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com or email me at kimbu at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, it's time for us to get some writing done. Talk to y'all soon. <laughs>